Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks. And I'm Zach Fishman. And this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here and welcome to Modern Business. Welcome back, everybody, to Modern Business Podcast. Thank you all for hopping on to another great episode. Uh, Again, we are getting into the food and beverage world, and in particular, uh, we are going to get into, you know, really the world of the unique food and beverage brand. I think that many people uh, over the course of time are, are are getting a little bit sick of the of the typical, you know, of, of the typical normal Mexican place or the normal pizza place or the normal burger spot. Uh, but today, you know, we're going to take a dive into a brand that, you know, that I have honestly gotten recommendations from from my friends in D.C. Uh, they are a D.C. based brand, which we don't always uh, get the privilege of having on the show. Uh, for folks for folks who are listening that don't know, uh, I went to GW in DC. So this is near and dear to my heart uh, that I've been able to do this uh, twice in the past couple months here. Uh, so looking forward to having on you know the the CEO of that brand in just a second. But before I do, uh, I want to talk a bit about Springboard again. Uh, as of this recording, um, we're probably towards the end of June here, and we're gonna this will be coming out after Fourth of July. You know, we have a lot of really exciting stuff happening on the Springboard level, and I want to talk to you all about two things in particular that we're going to be doing this year for the first time. Uh, number one, uh, we are going to be doing a special franchise development roundtable uh, at Springboard this year, which, by the way, is in Philadelphia, September 27th to 29th. Um, and the reason that we're doing that is because we believe that, you know, we we always have wanted to give an opportunity for brands that are emerging to be able to interact and speak you know, with their peers. And we always have done that at Springboard. But this year, what we've decided to do is to make it even more intimate and allow people to hear from both perspectives. One being, you know, the in-house perspective of somebody who is doing friend dev on behalf of a brand or really the FSO or the broker perspective and seeing what it's like to outsource your brand, your brand's FD. So we're going to go through that a little bit this year, which I think will be really great. Uh, in addition to that, you know, for the first time, you know, we are getting quite a bit into the AI world here uh, at Modern Business. You guys hear Ryan, my co-host, talk quite a bit about that. Uh, but this year, we're really going to try and relate all of that back to how it really affects the franchise space. I think many have seen all of this discussion around AI, but don't really know how it affects your day-to-day business. And I think that, you know, through Springboard and through a session that Ryan's going to be spearheading, you guys will see uh, that there actually is quite a bit of correlation. And so we're going to go through all that together uh, and looking forward to having you guys hear a little bit more about that. Uh, okay, uh, so for today, uh, I'm really, really excited to have on another DC brand on the show. Um, it's an industry that I really find to be quite interesting. Uh, I'm somebody who definitely loves to try new foods, as many of you who have listened many times before very well know. Uh, but you know, I hadn't really discovered it until I actually coincidentally uh, was in D.C. in college, uh, which was Korean food. I didn't really grow up with it here in Chicago, uh, and I experienced it for the first time, had my first glass of soju, as Lucas, I'm sure, will be able to tell you more about than me. Uh, and it really was uh, this exciting, exhilarating experience, and I got – and I really – wanted to try and find a way to engage with that food a bit more. And when I came across this Brad Takarian, it really made me remember how 
how flexible, you know, Korean food really can be and, and how it can really, you know, maybe even combine with Mexican food, which is what Takarian has done. So I'm really excited to have on the CEO, Lucas Omano Amadas. And uh, Lucas, I know he's joining us from the beltway of the DMV area today, but uh, appreciate Lucas, you coming on the show. I appreciate being on the show, uh, you know, here representing DC uh, food scene, which I think is honestly one of the best in the country. I couldn't agree more. I, I say it all the time. It is the most underappreciated food scene in the country. I think it's better than San Francisco now. Uh, I think it's probably very comfortably number four, maybe even number three uh, on a good day. And I think that that comes a long way from when it was a sleepy steakhouse only town. Uh, so I think it really has come a long way. And, you know, brands like this are really the reason that it has. And so appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, thank you for having me. No, of course. And so, you know, what I want to first start by doing, because I think that your brand is obviously a little bit newer to the franchise space. So I'd love for, you know, for people who haven't heard of it, um, for you just to talk a little bit about the background and really the founding story of the brand and how you really decided uh, to come into contact with the, you know, this world for the first time and really then decided to franchise it. Um, no, absolutely. So um, the RC, I'm the president and CFO, uh, the CEO of our company. His name is Mike Leonard, who is a person that uh, founded the company. Uh, I've been now on the, uh, with the company uh, going on seven years. Mm -hmm. uh, so even though I'm not a founder, I feel like my thumbprint is uh, on the entire uh, yeah. business. Um, and, uh, no, um, Mike, um, when he started it, uh, back in 2010, um, the only Korean style, uh, concept like this was in LA, uh, and it mm -hmm. was a real choice plate, uh, and that inspired him and hit through his travels, uh, through, um, Korea and, uh, a lot of the food out here in Eden Center, which has tremendous food, uh, mm -hmm. I think is what made him conceptualize Takaria. Uh, look, we're not authentic Korean food and we would never um, want to take ownership of that. Uh, but we do have tremendous uh, Korean influence in our food. Um, you know, from the ingredients, the gochujangs, the samjangs, um, the sweet chili sauce, uh, that is the foundation of our, um, uh, of our food. Uh, and, you know, I, I like to tell people that, uh, you know, look, if you're going to come to Takarian, you got to come here with an open mind that you're not going to get authentic Korean food, but it is ha it does have tremendous Korean elements and flavors. And you can, you could see the background behind it. Uh, and I think, you know, he wanted to create um, an option for people. Look, we have great everyday food, right? Our food is very approachable. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that was his vision. Uh, our food is the type of food that you could come, you know, once a week, maybe three times a month and not really get tired of it. Um, we have uh, a good variety of mixture in our food. Uh, you have, um, you know, you have our different uh, slaws. So they're essentially a form of salads, uh, right? You have all our uh, proteins. Our very, everything's very fresh. Uh, what we like to say is that Takarian, you don't need a snack or a nap after eating Takarian. And <laughs> I think that's really, you know, 
that really like says a lot about our food. Um, there's a lot of our competitors that are, are very good uh, and you eat it. And after you eat it, you're weighed down and you don't want to go back to work. Right. So I think that's one of the differentiators between uh, our, our um, brand and other brands in the um, elevated fast casual space. Yep. Yep. I think that, you know, it's interesting because I, you know, it really has started to come on the scene a little bit more from a, in the Korean food world. And what I'm finding, Lucas, and what I what I really love, you know, about, you know, about your brand is that you guys are making it approachable and palatable for, I would say, shall we say, middle America, if you guys ever decide to make it there at some point and, and, and you guys move away from the DMV area as being your primary focus when you are expanding the brand. But what... What I also really love is that you are also really weaving in a lot of the things that make Korean food great. I mean, gojujang is probably one of my favorite sauces that I put on everything. I cook with it all the time here at home. Um, it's something that I uh, have gotten my girlfriend into as well. And, you know, I, I definitely, you know, as we're trying to cook, it's something that I love is a lot of the Korean flavors. Uh, I think that I, I will admit uh, kimchi took a second for me to get into, but it's so damn healthy. I think that there's there's every reason in the world to really love it. And, you know, the reason I wanted to have you guys on the show is just to talk a bit about the influence of Asian food, you know, in the greater fast casual space. And I think that there's a lot to talk about here. And, you know, what I'd love to get into next is just around how you guys are educating, you know, the franchise market about in candidates as you're talking to them about really the Asian influences that you guys have in your cuisine. Because I think that it's no secret that the Asian category doesn't really have a lot of dominant players on the franchise side right now, and that you guys have a really big opportunity. Um, so curious to hear, you know, what you guys are saying and how you're educating people, you know, about a cuisine that they may not be that familiar with. I mean, look, I think uh, we're at a transition um, in Korean uh, food in America, you know, Chinese, I feel, was the first type of Asian food that really became mainstream in mm -hmm. America. And then it was Thai food, right? I actually think, uh, and then Vietnamese food, right? Um, I think Korean food is at that point right now uh, where, I mean, look, every you could go to the most random place, I think even Buffalo Wild Wings, you walk into a Buffalo Wild Wings and they have Korean style uh, wings, right? I think that says a lot um, about, uh, about Korean food and how mainstream it is uh, in America. And I think that's helping us out tremendously. I also think that our brand, our concept uh, from a simplicity aspect, um, is incredible. And I think that's the advantage that if someone is looking to get into the food franchise world uh, right now, I actually would really seriously consider Takriyan because um, our model is so simple to operate that it doesn't require uh, a skill set that a lot of other Asian brands require because of the, of the cooking styles, right? For example, a wok, mm -hmm. right? A wok is a very that is a very skill set uh, tool that is used to cook a certain types of Asian food, right? We don't have a wok. We have two pieces of gas equipment, a range and a flat top grill, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Everyone in our business uh, knows how to do every aspect of the job. So there's cross training. 
So our teams are small, agile, and we can do tremendous throughput. Um, you know, I think that's what makes our, and we all, we only have 15 recipes. Our food doesn't change. Uh, so I think that is something that is a very unique about our brand is how we could do a lot with very little. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I love that approach and I think that it really does fit well when you're trying to make a food that may be unfamiliar to some palatable and, and allow people to really understand that. You know, we're seeing it a lot more with Indian cuisine. It's happening a lot in the franchise space nowadays. And I believe that, you know, I believe that the way that people are doing that is using traditional recipes that they grew up with. But at the same time, uh, they really manage, you know, to not really do a whole lot of it, it's almost like they're not really doing a lot of menu innovation because they want people to kind of get to a point where they feel really comfortable and it's a habitual thing to go out and seek and have a taste for Korean food. And I think that you guys are really smart uh, in a lot of ways as it relates to connecting that to Mexican food, which is, of course, the fastest growing, you know, ethnic category in the food world today. Uh, and so I think it, it does make a lot of sense to kind of really get into that world. And, you know, my next question that I have for you is really around build out and where you guys anticipate that you're going to grow. Uh, I see that, you know, based off of you know, the location that my friends go to because they're in Capitol Hill, you know, they go to your union market location. But obviously, and it's possible you guys are going to decide you want to do some stuff in suburbia, which I know you're going to Gaithersburg now. Um, talk to me a bit about what you envision. Is this going to be an urban brand only? Are you thinking this is going to be more suburban? Is it going to be a mixture of both? You know, what are you thinking in terms of the prototypes you guys want to build from a real estate standpoint? I mean, I think we're looking at all aspects. We're looking in, at franchising where, you know, we just opened up our third company store and we're also looking to raise money to go open more corporate stores as well. Uh, and I think we have a model that is, look, everyone talks about growth and talking about, um, you know, being able to open many places, right? I think our brand and our model is built perfectly for that because, we are able to utilize most spaces um, and we're able to take second generation spaces, which in today's world, there's a ton of, right. And we're able yeah. to make them uh, a Takarians for, you know, we did our last project for $250,000, right? Like that return on investment is so great when you don't have to spend a million dollars to do a build out. Um, I mean, we're looking everywhere. I think our food is very approachable. It's, I think there's people of all walks of life that love our food, old, young, um, people from all over the world. I think that our food, um, it, it gives people uh, an ability to try, uh, to try something new, but something that they're familiar with. I, I know that sounds kind of uh, contradictory, but the reality is like people like think about it. You put anything in a taco or on the bowl, all of a sudden it's approachable. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's what is really, uh, unique about our concept, our flavors, right. Combined with the approachability of the, of the vehicles to eat it. Right. Whether it's a rice bowl, uh, a sa uh, one of our slaw bowls or tacos, uh, everyone in America knows what a taco is or a bowl. Right. And that's in part thanks to um, Chipotle. Yeah, I know that's that certainly helped. Right. <laughs> I mean, it really made, you it, know, it, it was the catalyst. I do agree. 
Yeah, and, and I think our, our, our brand could fit in everywhere. We just opened up in Gaithersburg, which is a completely different market than any of our other stores. Mm-hmm. And I think we're doing well. We opened in Philadelphia uh, in 2018, and that was a whole new market for us, and the reception was incredible. The only reason we haven't opened up is because um, it's in a space that is a business-centric uh, location uh, in Philadelphia. And that is it. There's just no one there. And that's the only reason. Right. So I think right. our brand could be suburb in suburbs or in the middle of cities. And yeah. we could do, a, you know, a thousand foot location or we could do a three thousand foot suburb with a drive in. Yeah, I like that. No, I like that. I mean, with a drive. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that as you know, as Korean food is is starting to gain traction, and I'm sure that you guys have done some looks into Carrollton, Texas, for instance. I know that every single time I go down there, you know, I, I go down to, to to do some Korean barbecue down in that area. There's obviously a lot of familiarity in in, in Texas, which is of course a very franchise friendly state. Uh, trying to hop down into areas like that, I'm sure, are on the horizon in the future as well. And you know, my next question to you, Lucas, is really around. You know where what your growth plans are. Are you guys looking to really stay, you know, within the DMV area for right now, or are you looking to expand beyond that into other markets today, up and down the Eastern Seaboard, or is it even further beyond the map? Look, we want smart growth, right? And I think mm-hmm. um, for company stores, I actually think there's we could put four to six more Takari in, in the Washington DMV area and not saturate ourselves. Uh, I also think there's, uh, you know, there's probably 10 cities right now that I think we could go open up Takarians tomorrow and they would be hit right away because of how um, approachable our food is, but how popular Korean food is becoming uh, in in different cities uh, throughout America. Uh, I think in the Midwest, we would do very well. Uh, there's a couple of our competitors uh, throughout the Ohio's uh, that do very well. And I think we have just as good a food, if not better than they, than, than a lot of our competitors in those regions. And they do very well. Um, you know, I, th- I think our, our brand could go anywhere. Uh, I think we just have to right, find the right franchise partners. And it's hard franchising right now for a brand that doesn't have any franchises. That's the first thing people ask us. Hey, have you sold any franchises? No, but we've operated our own company stores for the last 12 years. And that's the challenge we're facing right now is how do we get that first franchisee? Mm-hmm. That's the challenge we're having. Uh, and I think there's also a lot of competition in the franchise space. Um, yeah. You know, there's what, over 4,000 franchise uh, models. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and, and that you could buy right now. Um, so I think it makes it very challenging. Now, also the economy, right? When look, you could go right now and put your money in a in a T bill and get five percent return. Why would you take any risk? Yeah, yeah. As an investor, I mean, why would you take any risk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I in, in in yeah, I mean, it's a good point. There are obviously a lot of a lot of unique franchise opportunities that are out there, but you guys are one of them, right? And I think that one of the cool things about, you know, about being able to talk about that here is yes, the first franchisee may not have come quite yet, but 
you know, I believe that you guys really do have a tremendous opportunity and we're really looking forward to, you know, I'm, I know I'm personally looking forward to seeing where that goes. And, you know, one of the ways that I know a lot of brands, you know, that are quite unique, like you all are really differentiating is, you know, the food always helps, but also it's things like technology. And, you know, curious to hear if you guys are using anything from a technology perspective that is really helping to, you know, to cut through the noise a little bit. I know that, you know, as a brand that is primarily corporate, you don't really have to ask anybody right now if you guys want to implement new technology, um, which allows you to be especially nimble as you look for that first franchise partner. So talk to me a bit about what the tech stack looks like and if you guys are doing anything interesting there to engage customers, communicate with them or whatever it may be. I mean, look, I think that one thing that has made um, us very successful, um, you know, we used to have a big back office. Uh, it had three other people besides my partner and I. Uh, and as we started to grow and think about it, we're like, okay, look, it's very heavy to have a lot of personnel in the back office that really don't impact really the, the operations of our business. So we started to look at things back in 2017, uh, so a while back ago, of like, how can we integrate our different technologies to make our, our business more efficient, uh, but also remove a lot of the heavy lifting uh, that our GMs and store managers, uh, you know, are, are able to do less of the office work type stuff and really focus on the operations. And I think we've done an amazing job through our point of sale system. We've integrated every aspect of our uh, online ordering platforms, right? So everything comes in right through Toast. It doesn't matter whether it's an Uber order or a DoorDash order or an order directly from our website. Um, we have a, a very robust inventory system uh, that is part of, uh, it's called Restaurant 365. Um, they've made our system much easier. So now we're able to manage our costs uh, in our inventory, but at the same time, not have to do a lot of work to do those things, those functions. Um, and I think that has helped out uh, a lot. Uh, and then all our bookkeeping is done. Uh, you know, everything is, is scan an invoice and that's it. Or a lot of invoices get directly uh, uploaded into our point of, into our uh, inventory system. Uh, we haven't really dabbled in any AI um uh, software yet. We don't really do a lot of, we don't want people calling our stores, right? We either want you to come into our store and order or order through one of the uh, various online platforms. Mm -hmm. um, so from that perspective, uh, we're not doing any of those things. And we directly communicate with our staff, uh, with our, um, with our customers, uh, you know, through, whether it's through Google or through our um, text messaging system that we send out to our loyalty brand, uh, mm -hmm. partners uh, you know, on a monthly basis. So that's, nice. that's how we've used technology. Right now, two people run our entire business from the back office. Uh, I think a lot of businesses our size have a marketing person. They have an accounting person. And all of a sudden, they spend a lot of money when a lot of the technology is there to really be efficient with payroll. I like it. I like it. It's definitely good to have those things in place, especially as an emerging brand like yourself is looking to get into the franchise space, you know, really for the first time in earnest. And so 
it's encouraging to hear that as an emerging brand, you guys have all that in place already. I think that food, of course, has the advantage where you kind of need to have all those systems in place. So you're not getting people sick from the food. And obviously you guys are, you guys clearly have a, have a lot going on and in a great way. And, you know, you have a new location opening up in a suburban market, which I think will be really interesting for the brand moving forward to see what that prototype really looks like. And, you know, Lucas, I want to, in closing, just ask a bit about, you know, some of the plans you guys have for the rest of the year uh, and going into 24, uh, if there's anything interesting you guys have going on on the horizon, you know, between you and your partner uh, that that you want to share today on the show. I mean, we're looking for growth. Uh, we're looking for smart growth. We're looking to, uh, this will be the first time that we try to raise money as a company. Um, mm-hmm. So if there's anyone out there listening uh, that wants wants uh, to get involved, uh, you, they should reach out to us. Uh, we have a very profitable business that has tremendous culture uh, in our stores, and I think that is because of the systems we have in place. Um, you know, our average tenure of any of our employees is five and a half years. I think that says tremendous. Um, it says a lot about the way Mike and I run our business. Uh, yeah. And how our employees are, every decision we make in our businesses, how does it impact our operations and how does this make it easier for our teams to operate our business? And that's literally how we drive uh, uh, the decision making uh, at Top Korean. And it's really about our, our teams and we wouldn't be successful and we wouldn't be able to grow if it wasn't for the, the teams in the stores. Um, and we're very blessed to have incredible leaders um, that have a servant leadership that really we empower them to um, work hard for their teams. Our leaders are our hardest workers at our stores. And I think that says a lot about our business. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I, you know, I, I love to hear you know, that you guys are using smart growth you know, over and over again. That's something that I... I just really, you know, engage with quite a bit because there's so many brands that just want to, that the question I asked earlier about, you know, wanting to expand into all these other states and things like that so early on, they're like, yeah, of course we do. Um, I think everybody wants to do that, but the way that you guys are, and, and really the term that that I often use is, is the hub and spoke model. You guys are really trying to stay within your area and feel like you can get really good at that. And then from there, uh, you guys can expand out responsibly, which I really love to hear uh, that ha- has kind of uh, is kind of important to you all as a brand early on. So, you know, Lucas, we're really happy that we had a chance to have you on the show to talk a bit about this really awesome brand. You know, for folks who want to learn a little bit more about Takarian, you know, and maybe become that first franchisee, where can they go? Uh, they should go to our website, Takarian.com, and all the information is there. Uh, I think uh, that, and they can research us. And and there's a lot of, uh, you know, we've gotten great press. Uh, about our expansion uh, into franchising, uh, and we're just hope we're hopeful that we can find the right partner. Some look it has to be someone that's like this is this could be the next great thing, and they have to take a little bit of a chance because we're new to franchising, but we're not new to running our business. We've been doing that for 12 years, and we've done it. We've been profitable every year. We've been open. Uh, and I think that says a lot about our business because there's a lot of businesses out there that are franchising have never made profit at all. That's very true too. <laughs> so it seems like you've done your homework. You know that that's true. 
but yeah, man, well, I'm really happy we had a chance to have you on the show and uh, looking forward to seeing how the brand grows. And yeah, you know, send us a message when you actually do get that first franchisee. Um, obviously really great. And it's a really great achievement to get the first one of many. Uh, so really appreciate you coming on and sharing and sharing the brand story with us. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on and I look forward to uh, continued success. And, uh, you know, honestly, like, look, we're, we're only as good as our teams and our stores. And, and that is really like, we really do. That is the, that is the model of our business, right? It's like creating great atmosphere for our employees uh, because that, that directly impacts the guest experience. No, no, I couldn't agree more. I think it's all about the people at the end of the day. And, you know, I and folks, if you want to listen to more episodes like this and, you know, really love being able to have on emerging brands that are that are really trying to break into a new industry uh, within franchising, like the the Mexican Korean fusion space that Takarian is tackling, uh, definitely be sure to listen to more episodes like this. If you want to at Modern Business, M-O-D-R-N Business, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, thanks again to Lucas Humania for coming on the show. And Lucas, I want to ask you some questions after this because I'm I'm curious. So uh, stay on for a second. And uh, folks, if uh, if you do also have interest in Springboard, please go to www.franchisespringboard.com. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day. Cheers. Cheers.